Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Christian Parenting Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. God created us to need him. That's the heartbeat of this book is that you as his daughter are created to need him. But thank the Lord. Because look at who he is. He's the God of hope who wants to fill you with joy and peace through believing with hope. Like that's who he is. He's not not angry at you. He loves to love you. And so that idea about getting that wrong view of God, man, if if you hear anything in this interview, lock onto that. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I am so happy to be doing summertime along with all of you. I hope you're having a great one. We're already kicking off July here. And actually, I know some of my listeners are not in summertime. It is going into winter season. So wherever you are, I hope you're having a great July. And thank you for taking the time to hang out with me. Um, I am so excited to share today's guest. You just heard a short clip from Stacy Thacker, who is such an encouragement. I I think so many of you are going to resonate with her message as we are chatting about a book that she wrote with Brooke McLaughlin, who has been on this podcast a few times before. Um, it was actually a book that was very popular a few years back, and they kind of did an update, remake. It is called Unraveled Hope for the Mom at the End of Her Rope. And I know that so many of you get it. You might be weary. You might feel like you are pressed on all sides, stretched, exhausted, well I think you're going to find a lot of hope and a lot of encouragement in today's conversation. So I can't wait to share this with you. I just want to pause real quick though. And thank you again for all of the ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. I find a way to see them all and they are such an encouragement to me. 
I'm going to share a recent uh, review that encouraged me. This was from Texas Boy Mom and Teacher. She gave me five stars and titled this Summer Blessing. And she wrote, as a boy mom and teacher, my life is crazy. However, it slows down a bit in the summer and I get to enjoy different things that are put on the back burner during the school year. I love my leisurely summer mornings, catching up on your episodes while sitting on my porch swing and drinking my coffee. Thank you, Texas boy mom and teacher. I love that. I love to imagine truly you guys, just to imagine wherever you might be. Sit on a porch swing, drinking coffee sounds wonderful. Going for a walk with you, going for a drive. I just like to imagine that we're talking about all these important topics together. So thank you. And if you haven't left a rating or review yet, you can do that real easy by just going on your phone to where you listen to the podcast, scroll down. If you see those five stars, you can tap on them, or you can leave a few words about what you love most about the Boy Mom podcast. This is actually really helpful, just so you know. It's kind of how these different podcast platforms um, know what's being listened to, what people like, and then they're going to put that out there and get it in front of more people so our community can grow. So it helps in some way that I don't fully understand how these algorithms work, but it really does matter. So thank you for taking the time to do that. Also, if you guys ever want to just be in touch with me, if you have a suggestion for a topic or an interview, please feel free to email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. And now I'm so looking forward to sharing this interview with you. So let's jump right in to my chat with Stacy Thacker, Hope for the Mom at the End of Her Rope. I hope you enjoy this interview. Hey, Stacy, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. This is a first time for me. Right? Yes. Well, we're going to be talking about something that you teamed up with my friend Brooke McLaughlin on. And Brooke's been on a few times. And whereas Brooke is a boy mom, <laughs> I was so excited to, to this time get to talk to you. And no, you're not a boy mom, but why don't you tell everyone a little about yourself? And I cannot wait to dive into today's topic. Well, I feel super honored to be here. Um, I always, um, I've, I've been on Million Prey Moms and before it was Million Prey Moms, it was, um, the, the mob society. Now I right. have been on their, their podcast before, but I always say that like, I'm an honorary boy mom because I actually don't have boys. So right. Right. I have all girls. I have an all girl home. Um, I have four daughters. Um, my oldest is 22. My second oldest is 19, 16 and 12. Mm -hmm. We're super busy. We, um, my husband and I, um, have been married 28 years. Oh my goodness, woo. 28 years. Yeah, woo, woo us. Um, just this past April, and we um live in Central Florida, so a little bit of similar tropical climate as we mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. um, we love the warm weather more than anything. I think you can probably um agree with this. I love the sunshine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is just, it just makes me so happy. So we yeah. live in Central Florida. We've been here almost 20 years. Um, I grew up in the Midwest though. Um, I grew up in Indiana, um, Southern Indiana. And so I'm a Midwestern girl by birth, but a Florida girl now, I think by choice. So um, I love it. we love it here. Um, so we're super close to Disney. So if anyone wants to figure that out, um, that's where right. we live. Okay. Um, I have been a writer for about, oh my goodness, it's almost 13 years I've been writing online. I started blogging years ago. That's how I met Brooke. That's how we got connected. That's how I know you is through writing. Yep. Yep. Um, 
started on a blog about 13 years ago and really just began, just had a passion to connect with women online as ministry. And I'm um, thinking years, God has opened doors to write books and um, to speak even, and just to, to really encourage women. I love, my passion is to teach the word to women and to connect with them in real life if possible. Um, I love speaking and teaching and writing um, on the word of God. It's my favorite thing. So that's a little bit about me. So awesome. Yeah. And I think that we have so many connections and it just is my favorite when I'm learning about somebody as we're doing these interviews, but um, you're just like barely, we just hit 26 years in April. So what's your anniversary? April 23rd. Okay. We're April 12th, but, and our kids age range is pretty much the same. Like I'm 22 down to about to turn 12 as we're recording, but by the time this comes out, it will be 12. So we could talk all day long and just love, love your heart and always have. So this is a treat for me uh, to get to chat. And I mean, I, I probably first met you when you were, um, you know, interacting with Brooke through the Mob Society, which Mm -hmm. for those listening who didn't know about the Mob Society, that was the Mother of Boys Society, which was some of my first writing experiences online. I started blogging just 11 Mm -hmm. and a half years ago. And that was one of my first little connections where I met so many amazing people. And um, it's it's just such a blessing. But back then, let's just get the backstory because we're going to be talking about this beautiful new book. I just absolutely love this uh, cover. We're talking about Unraveled, Hope for the Mom at the End of Her Rope. And boy, do we all relate to that feeling. If not right now, at some point in motherhood, everyone has to admit that we felt at the end of our rope. And you wrote this with Brooke, but it started off with a different name. Give us the backstory, because I think it's just so much fun and interesting to hear how God's brought you to where you are with this book. Well, it is a great story. And here's the thing is that one of the things that we've learned about hope is that hope endures. And Mm. so I love to tell this story because to me, it's such a reflection of the journey that we've been on with hope. So about, hmm, it's been about 10 or 11 years ago, initially, um, I had met Brooke through blogging. We had kind of wanted to do something together. We kind of thought about partnering, but we just didn't know what. We literally met on Twitter. That's where I met Brooke (laughs) Brooke and was on Twitter. We like And so we had kind of been on our radar thinking, oh, let's do something together. So I think this was about, I'm going to say 11 years ago or so. um, I was just, my youngest was uh, not a sleeper. So I had four at the time. My youngest was not sleeping. My husband was um, traveling a lot. He was out of the country a lot. And at this particular day, when this was all born, uh, I like to tell people it was born in a laundry pile and you'll see why mm. my husband was out of the country. Um, my two oldest girls had school ish projects. They were in some classes that required some, um, creative project making food <laughs> projects, which is not my thing. Like I don't, sew, mm. I don't, I don't do creative yeah, food I was <laughs> and I was tired because the baby wasn't sleeping and I was hiding in my room. Um, I was doing laundry. So I was back and forth with my closet and my in my room. And I think Oprah was on the television. I was escaping a hundred percent escaping my mothering life, hiding. I think the baby was sleeping or not sleeping as, as the case usually was with her. Um, you know, so I was just having a day and I was hiding and across the bottom. Okay. You may, you will definitely relate to this as well. Across the bottom of the screen, it said, um, there was a hurricane coming Mm -hmm. and I started laughing. Yeah. (laughs) Husband out of the country, home alone with four children. Mm -hmm you know, how am I going to do this? And then I started crying because Mm -hmm. I realized at that time, Monica, that my, my heart, there was a storm in my heart 
mm. like an equal frequency to the storm that was really coming at us physically. Yeah. And so I just cried. I just sat and cried. Yeah. I was like, Lord, like I, I cannot do this. I cannot yeah. do this. And I wept and um, I, I, the Lord just very sweetly just said, yeah, I've known that for a while, but I've been waiting for you to mm-hmm. literally get to the end of your rope or the end of yourself. Yep. And so, um, I just poured it out. I just got mm-hmm. real honest with the Lord and I, when I kind of got a little bit of grounding in the word and I was, had some peace wash over me. I really clearly heard, heard the Lord speak to my heart and say, you need to sit down and write. And mm. I was like, I'm not going to write about this. Like who wants to yeah. hear about this moment? Like this is right. Who would I let into this moment? Yes. And so I just kind of ignored it. And the Lord was like, no, no, this is an honest place. Then you need to write. And so I grabbed mm. my computer, like shoved the laundry aside. I grabbed my computer and I wrote a blog post that was literally called Steve Jobs, me and being fresh out of amazing. Now this is, this was right. <laughs> on the, I know it's a great title. I it's love it. Hits. Um, Steve Jobs had retired at the time and we didn't know that he was dying of cancer, but his, mm. there was a line in his resignation letter. And I don't know why at the time it hit me. It said, I always said, since it's paraphrasing, I always said when I didn't feel like I was meeting expectations that I would resign. And that, mm. that phrase, meeting expectations, I had Whoa. a lot of expectations of how I thought my mothering was going to go. And I didn't feel like I was hitting any of them. I mm-hmm. felt like I was very tired. I was a little bit angry. I was, I was just not hitting any of the expectations yeah. of how I wanted to raise my girls, all the things. And so I just wrote, I just said in that blog post, I feel like I need to be amazing and I'm fresh out. Mm. And so I wrote it and I posted it, which is the crazy part. Yeah. And thinking this is what we do. I, I, this is what we do when we're in those moments. We think we're the only one. Uh-huh. Yeah. We we're so like, nobody else feels this way. I'm the only person that's ever yep. felt overwhelmed in motherhood. Yeah. It's such a lie. It's such a yeah. lie, but it's how yeah. we feel. And so I put that on my blog at the time and it, it really resonated like mm-hmm. you know, viral probably isn't the right word, but I got more comments on that blog post than I had like mm-hmm. ever gotten before. Mm-hmm. So what I really saw was the spark. And one of the people that commented was Brooke. Mm. And she was, oh my goodness. This so resonates with me. I'm right there. So we <laughs> yep. sidebarred. We're like, maybe something's here. Maybe it's yeah. not like I was, my, I was totally shocked that I was not the only one that felt like yeah. a failure. Uh, I just felt that way. And yeah. so anyway, long story short, Brooke and I started a blog series. Now she was running Mothers of Boys at the time, mm-hmm. running it, and I was running a blog called Mothers of Daughters. And so we went <laughs> back and forth on Saturdays. We did a blog series, and it blew up. Like yep. we could not believe it. Um, we took that. We made a little tiny ebook called Hope for the Weary Mom. Mm-hmm. We took that ebook, and people were like, "Man, this is great!" Mm-hmm. And it sold and sold like ninety nine cents. It was so cheap. Um, <laughs> Which was great, um, and so the 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 long the the short of it is that um, through the years we decided to self publish that into a bigger book. So we expanded it once again after rejection after rejection after rejection mm. of publishing companies. Interesting. Hey, friends, like you did a great job with this message, but it's done. Like, we don't really feel like there's, there's any more need to publish Hope for the Weary Mom. <laughs> Boy, were they wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we self-published it um, on our own. We expanded it and made it more than just a blog series. And yeah. that little book, when we self-published it the first time, it, it got in the hands of, of I think, um, the first weekend in the hands of over 26,000 moms. Oh my goodness. So we're like, yeah, maybe this is a message that isn't finished, you know? Yeah. Um, And really from there, it just, um, the Lord just used it. And we ended up signing a publishing deal. We did, we did 
publish it under the Hope for the Weary Mom name. But this particular book that we're talking about today is really the 10th anniversary of us first publishing it. It's been 10 years. We have expanded it now. This is the fourth time. So the book has new content. It has a fresh cover, a new name. The quotes are different. We added an extra chapter. And I have to tell you, just from the perspective of being one of the writers, when I go back through it, it feels like a completely different book. And that's probably because of where I am in my mothering. Mm -hmm. But also, I just feel like it just has a fresh new um, hopefulness to it. And that's just kind of the, the very quick Dry story there for you of how hope is now called unraveled hope for the mom at the end of her rope. I love it. Well, I remember reading it back in the early years. How I don't remember what year I got my hands on it, but just being so encouraged in the season I was in. But then as I got this fresh copy, realizing, and I think this is something you and I can chat about because everyone listening, whatever age your kids are at, there's going to be a new season ahead. But how I realized, wow, I'm. I'm really weary in a different way. Like it's, it looks different today, but I need this just as much now as I did back when the kids were little. And I would say that was my most challenging season for me. Now everyone has their favorite seasons, but for me, it was those early years that really pushed me, at least pushed, you know, my patience and my temper and all those things. But now I'm weary in a different way. And I'm sure some of that has to do with my workload and all the things I'm doing, but I'm looking around the house and Mm -hmm. there's some stacks. There's some things that I keep saying I'm going to get to. Seriously. I, and I, I love the Steve Jobs line because, you know, it, there's no area where I'm really crushing it right now. So, um, oh, for <laughs> the mom like at the end of her row. We feel like we're supposed we're to be crushing to. it in all the ways. And and why? I mean, who tells us what that looks like? Mm-hmm. And is there anyone who's actually crushing all the things? I I think not. And yet somehow we have that in our heads. And so it is a marathon. Um, so let's talk about maybe just that, the the weariness in the different seasons. When you look back, what do you see as changing? Has it gotten better for you? Yeah. I mean, I think what, there's a particular chapter in the book that's called the marathon of motherhood. And I think early Mm -hmm. on, and maybe this was true for you, and maybe this herein lies the weariness factor is early on. I remember women telling me it got easier. You know, they would see me with my multiple children. And I don't know if you experienced this, with having all boys, but people stop us in public and are like, (laughs) are all these your girls? Right. And I would say, yes, they're all my daughters. And they would start apologizing to me about the makeup (laughs) of my family. And I would be like, they're standing right here, you know? Right. But these same people, I believe would say, oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. You know, now Mm -hmm. it's And so I had this script in my head that said, it's going to get easier. Mm. And what I've learned is that it's, it's not necessarily about getting easier. I think it does shift. And there are definitely, I think you're right. I think some women thrive in the younger years. Some women really love the teenage years. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but for me, what I think I've realized along this road of the marathon idea is I had to come to realize that God was not only it was not only about me raising girls to be godly young women. Like that is a passion and a goal of mine. I really mm-hmm. want to see my girls love and walk with the Lord and know his word and follow him in obedience and, and choose well and the steps that they're taking as they follow him. Um, but I realized along the way that God was also using mothering to change me and to mm-hmm. grow me and to mature yeah. me. And guess Guess what? How he does that? He does that through our trials, through our struggles, mm-hmm. through our mm-hmm. through our um, suffering. And when I look back at the past ten years, 
I have grown and matured, but matured, but has it gotten easier? I wouldn't necessarily mm. say easier. I think I'm more aware now. Hey, this is probably something God is going to use to change me. And that yeah. heart change is never easy. It's never right. easy. I think where yeah. I am now is I, I might recognize it a little quicker. I might say, mm-hmm. oh gosh, this is definitely an area the Lord is working on me. Um, but I always feel like when there's an area, it's typically something that I've had to work on at least one other time. Right. Mm-hmm. There are lessons on repeat in my life. God yes. will work on it and I'll, I'll gain some ground and then he'll pull back and then I'll kind of have a little bit of rest in that area, but then he'll come back to it because he wants to take it right. deeper and change me and grow me more. Mm-hmm. Probably where I am is he's just doing a deeper work and oh, yeah, that is so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. Right. But hopefully I've, well, I've, I catch it quicker these days. Totally. And I think if we look back in an honest moment, we would say, wow, I have come a long ways, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe some of our reactions when kids were young and we were weary. I know for me, I look back and I'm like, man, I was immature, (laughs) you know? And so, yes, I'm continuing to repeat the lessons, but if we're honest, I do think we can see growth if we're turning to the Lord and doing it right. I love the part in the book where you talk about um, confronting Carol. (laughs) <laughs> Who's Carol? Talk to us about Carol because I think oh, we've all got our Carols. Is Carol? Please do not take this personally. This is a writerly choice. Carol yes. just happens to be my phantom mom. Like I don't know uh-huh. if you have that mom, and inevitably uh-huh. on Instagram, she's Carol is crushing it. That is <laughs> Carol was this fictitious mom in my head, and really, honestly, in the early days of my mothering, social media was not a thing. Hello, mm-hmm. what I think about that. Um, but Carol was a combination of the mom I thought I needed to be. And she was Caroline Ingalls and Carol mm-hmm. Brady. She was like a mesh up of, you can, you know, yeah. 1970s and pioneer mom put together. Yeah. Meaning oh, you could do the, I can fry the bacon and bring it home and, you know, all the things mm-hmm. that the, song or the commercial taught us. But, but Caroline Ingalls was so patient. Like she just, she mm-hmm. never lost her temper. She loved her mm-hmm. kids. Like. And for me, that phantom mom and confronting her was just like, she was like a real person that like showed up in my kitchen and I'd be doing dishes and she'd be like, you are not doing a good job. Like she was the accuser. Like she took on the form of the accuser. Like she'd be like, other moms must not have dishes at past 10 o'clock at night and your girls and you know, all these things. So Carol is a phantom. So, I mean, you can put whatever name there. If your name is Carol, it's not personal. I promise. (laughs) I love it. Well, and it's so true that in our early years, we didn't have social media or Pinterest or any of those things. And so, you know, God bless you young moms who are just starting off and you have to look around. And I mean, the comparison trap is a very real thing. And I think it's a very dangerous thing. And so to some of those moms, I'd say get off social media if that's mm-hmm. dragging you down um, or at least set some strong boundaries for yourself. Because like you, I didn't need any of that to already struggle with insecurity. <laughs> I think what you said is so key because we did. you don't need social media can definitely heap it on. But you don't need social media to have that impression or have that guilt factor of I'm not doing it well. Like the enemy, he will use social media for sure, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't need social media. He can use the girl at church because that's really for me what it was. It was walking down the halls of church and I love my church. I love, love, love my church and the people at my church. But it was just that impression in my mind of seeing these moms that just seemed to have it together. And it didn't matter if she was on Instagram. 
She's mm-hmm. got a great Instagram feed today. But even back then, she just looked from the outside. From my perspective, she looked like she was doing a far better job. And the enemy will use that all day long. He will yes. use it all day long. And you've got to release yourself from that. And yes. Really so let's get practical. Way. Let's talk to the mom out there who's going through that right now. What, what, whoever their Carol is, mm-hmm. and this might be for me, so just <laughs> saying, or a friend, but really what, give us some practical help for what to do when you're in that moment. I think you have to come to grips with really what lies you're believing. And this mm. is something I've just really been even processing this week is getting to the root of the lie that you're believing. Now is, are you feeling this way? I mean, there might be some real, real honest sin or th- some things that you need to change, some things mm-hmm. that are change worthy, of yeah. course. Yes. But if it's just a situation where um, you're feeling a lot of guilt and a lot of shame, understanding that that is not from the Lord, the mm-hmm. Lord wants maturity and growth and he will use his, his, the spirit of conviction. The Holy Spirit will convict you of things that need to change, but he, yes. what would change, it always leads to our I'm sorry, conviction always leads to repentance and belief. So you're mm. grabbing the truth of what's going to make a difference. So for me, it might look like um, if I'm believing a lie about my mothering or I'm I'm struggling in a particular area, a negative thought that keeps coming up in my mind, it's really rooting out that lie and getting underneath it. What am I really fearful mm-hmm. of? What am I really struggling with? Yeah. What do I need to believe about who God made me to be? And, and maybe uh-huh. it's just simply just trusting that he loves me. I mean, we shared this in my life group this week. This one woman was just like, for God to love the world. Like God loves you. You are his beloved child. Like mm-hmm. he loves you. Like he's not trying to, to, you know, push you down and make you feel guilty. Like that's mm-hmm. not how God does. He wants you to experience his love on a daily basis. And so if you're in your mothering, you feel unloved. That is not gospel truth. God right. loves you. He sent his son to die for you. He, he, the Bible tells us that nothing can separate us from him. So mm-hmm. if you're feeling like God is, God is away from me and I'm alone in this and, and I'm not loved, like that is not truth. And so combating mm-hmm. that lie, figuring out what that undercurrent is and, and pulling out scripture, even just one verse a day and just mm-hmm. focusing on that. Um, I'm yeah. fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, you know, again, nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, like all these different verses can come up. Right. Very practically, figure out what you're, what the lie you're believing is, figure out what's causing that guilt, feel like, figure out what that is, change it to truth, find a scripture mm. that matches it. Because if you yes. take out the lie, but you don't fill it with truth, another yeah. lie will just creep in. Mm-hmm. And maybe That's it's right. not like she's doing it better. Maybe it is. Maybe it becomes deeper. Maybe it's my kids deserve a better mom than me. Like mm. that's deeper, right? That's yeah. that's not just she's great. That that turns into I'm not. I'm not. Mm. I'm not good. I'm not good for my kids. Yeah. That the one that God chose for my children. I'm not good enough. Like who are we? To, you know what I mean? So I think yes. that those are. That's a very practical thing. Community. Oh, community is so important because yes. I think this is true. I think we are so much better at sharing each other on than we are ourselves. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you don't have a community, pray about it and ask God to send you one. I believe that's a prayer the Lord delights in answering. Find mm-hmm. some women who can tell you the truth. Yeah. Oh, can, so good. Who can tell you the truth about who you are in Christ. Yes. Find a small group. Find a church that teaches the word of God. Find some women that are walking with him on a daily basis and mm-hmm. let them in to your mess. Here's what I'm saying. Yeah. Their mess isn't any messier than your mess. Mm-hmm. You need women. You need a community. And I on it. And Brooke and I are big on this. Is ask God to send you a community, a friend, a friend. Mm-hmm. He will mm-hmm. do that. I believe that with all my heart. He does not want us alone. I so, so agree. Those are yeah. just a couple quick things I can think of. No, I. That's 
So great. And and a good friend too will tell you the areas that you ought to work on in the most loving way possible, but they're also going to remind you of God's love and grace and all the things we need to hear. And I think too, just keeping in perspective, whoever your Carol is, that that's, that's probably a lie as well. You know, we always hear about how we see people's highlight reels on social media, but even that at church, you're going to see their best. And not that you have to drag someone down to lift yourself up, but just to be, be reasonable. I, that's one of those phrases I've been using a lot with myself and my own family is, you know, let's be reasonable. Let's think through this and not get carried away in our thoughts because sometimes we imagine things to be what they're not. Hey guys, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I want to pause here real quick to tell you about this episode's sponsor, which is Sarah's Spanish School. Sarah's Spanish School is an on-live Spanish class for kids. You can take the classes live, or if you're like me and live in a difficult time zone, you can catch them later. But Sarah brings Spanish to life with so many fun themes and activities, and the other teachers are great as well. Kids don't even realize they're learning. They're having so much fun. And um, if you missed Sarah's free month of May, I know some of you got in there and loved it. Well, she's offering Boy Mom listeners another opportunity to get a free month of Spanish classes. So go straight over to sarahsspanish.com forward slash free month. Again, that's Sarah's Spanish. So there's two S's in the middle there. sarahsspanish.com free month. Jump in, give it a try. Let me know after you check it out. I want to hear what you think, but I just think she does such a great job. And uh, I think my kids are going to want to keep doing it throughout the school year. So hope that's something you can check out. And now we're going to get back to the rest of today's podcast. You have a chapter on mommy guilt. And so you kind of touched on that in this whole comparison trap issue. But one book that you and I have shared a love for is The Search for Significance mm-hmm. by McGee. Is it Robert McGee? Sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. It, yeah, it's been a, but, a long yeah, time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you and I both found it, at least for me, it was before I ever had kids, but College it really training. impacted my life. And I think because of that, since I've had kids, I've brought up what I learned from that book. Uh, tell us a little bit about your story of finding the book and how that impacted you. Cause I think this could be really encouraging to a lot of moms. Well, let me just say this. Um, I think in motherhood, especially there's a temptation to find your worth in what you're doing, find mm-hmm. your worth and look at how great my kids are, or look at how great my home is like, or any, we are just in so much danger of finding our worth in anything that's not sourced in Christ. Yep. And so for in college for me, um, I would say I'm a very, um, by nature, a very performance-based people pleaser. Mm-hmm. And so um, I didn't really run into someone who called me out on that until college. Oh my goodness. Uh-huh. I was um, in a, an amazing relationship with a mentor and she sat down very, um, very sweetly and said, Hey, I've got this book called search for significance. And I think it could be really helpful for you. And they had these like tests, you know, like the circle, this number, if you're this uh-huh. review. And yeah. so I took all the tests and what basically happened in all the tests, there was like levels of like how bad it really, <laughs> how good it is. Let's just be honest. Mine were all bad. Every, like there's, there was like rejection and um, failure, like all these different things that you might be struggling with and finding your significance in the wrong places. And so Mm -hmm. I do remember fear of failure dominates my life. So Mm -hmm. that was the Mm -hmm. big one. Yeah. Basically said, 
if you don't do something about this now, it will never go away. Like I felt like, you know, never just going to change on its own. It's always going to be there. And really for the first time, I really felt, um, I don't know that, that same feeling we have when we have those bad, those nightmares about middle school, like we show up for the test and we're, we either don't have clothes on or we're unprepared. Those kind of of nightmares. This is how I felt because I thought, oh my goodness, like this lady, she knows, like she she sees my soul. Yes. She's deep into my soul. Maybe she prayed about it. I don't know. Uh Um, But from that moment, what I really realized um, is that I had been up until that point really looking for my sort my identity through the what up my performance like people mm-hmm. think oh my gosh you're such a great student are you you mm-hmm. are great this or that or you're really mm-hmm. good at this and so yep. motherhood is just a different classroom like yep. so from with mothering the people i really want to please are my kids like mm-hmm. i mean i want to look good to you but i want my kids to think I am the best mom in the world. Like she's uh-huh. really fantastic. I want them to be happy with me. I don't want to disappoint my kids. Mm-hmm. And so suddenly when you're mothering and you have these little eyes on you 24 seven, like mm-hmm. if you're not finding your source of significance or your worth in Christ, then you're going to just, you're just going to feel like a failure at every Absolutely. point Yep. reference. Yep. And so that mother mothering really became this new classroom for me. And, um, I got, it was hard. It, it is hard, but I think in those early stages, it was really hard. And I yeah. really had to understand that grace is the, uh, is the secret. Maybe the yeah. secret to mm-hmm. everything is Absolutely. that I couldn't spend my motherhood trying to be accepted by my kids or the world or anyone mm-hmm. I really had to work from grace. So grace means I'm working from acceptance, not towards it. Yes. And as a daughter of, of Christ beloved by him, there's nothing I'm going to do in my mothering. That's going to make me more lovable or accepted in Christ because I have already experienced his salvation and his grace in my life, mm-hmm. that favor yeah. that we crave. I can't be any more um, accepted because of what my mothering has unveiled for the world. Like Mm -hmm. I'm working from grace, not towards it. And that just makes a huge difference. Especially when I come to the end of the day and maybe I have sinned and I have Mm -hmm. to say to my kids, I'm really sorry. That was, I shouldn't have said that I made a wrong choice or like, will you forgive me? Like, I'm so sorry. Like I have to do that a lot. You know, so yeah. maybe I do come to the end of the day where I've I've not done great, but you know what? I'm still loved. I'm still accepted. Yeah. There's still yeah. grace. Yes. It's digging deep into that well of grace and not oh. my performance, which has really made the difference for me. Man, that is so good. I think you and I are probably wired a lot alike. <laughs> so I'm learning that, yes. Yeah. But I I do think, and I think in those early years, very similarly, that was so much of my how I evaluated, you know, how well I was doing in life was how well I was doing as a mom. And and I think it's interesting, again, that in each season, we can catch ourselves, but we can learn from that and grow. And then we hit a new season. And then, you know, you talk in there about uh, unpeeling an onion and mm-hmm. and how you just layer by layer uh, discover. And, and the good news is you are going deeper. This is a sanctification process. Mm-hmm. You don't always see it in the moment, but I think if you're honest, you can see how God is growing you through it all. You know, I think, I think I just want to say this, that word sanctification is like such a big, scary churchy word. But yeah. here's the thing is he just loves us too much. Leave us in our guilt, in our performance-based 
um, ideologies. He loves us too much. Mm-hmm. And I, I think when he sees us and he loves us, he just wants us to experience his grace yeah. at the deepest level possible. So anytime the Lord is working something out in my life, often through mothering, often in areas that I wish I could hide, um, he's just, it's, it's his way of loving me deeper. It's just his way of saying, Hey, there's more grace right there. And you have held on to this. And it's usually those deeper places that you hold on to the longest, that mm. are the hardest to, to borrow from the book unravel. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but man, if, if the Lord keeps pressing that in your, in, if he's going deeper in an area, you just got to let him, you got to welcome it. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm working on things right now with the Lord. I, I would have promised you I had dealt with before. And the Lord's like, no, yeah. we're going to take it up one step further. And so we're growing, mm. we're learning. I love that. Yeah. I think especially when you feel like God is, 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 you know, using that sandpaper of sanctification to work on your heart. Um, no matter what my need is, no matter what I need from the Lord, I, I can't out need God's ability to provide it. Hmm. I think if we're looking at this book from a hope perspective <clears throat> is that God, I love this idea that God's hope abounds, that word abounds. If you know um, a verse from Romans 15, 13, it says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing that through the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Mm-hmm. That is a one of my, it is my favorite hope verse, but it, mm-hmm. it really speaks to the fact that God is the source of hope and that he wants you to abound in hope. It's this idea of hope overflowing, never stopping. It's kind of like the picture I get is when my kids drink hot chocolate and they take the, the, the whipped cream can and the whipped cream is like, you know, like it's uh, falling over the side and it's like, it's like, it's full. No, we're going to put more on because it's mm, not full enough. Yes. So I get that, that idea with hope is that God, God's ability to provide it is so much greater. It's super abundant yeah. and my need for it. Like he just wants to fill it over and over again. And I think that's true. You could put other things in there, not just hope, but specifically this book is if you are in a place where you feel like you're beyond help, beyond hope, like I've really messed up, like I think what I've learned along the way is that God's hope is an abounding hope. It doesn't run out mm-hmm. ever. It just keeps yes. coming and coming and coming for you and yes. wants to fill up those spaces um, that are overwhelmed and weary with his fresh mm-hmm. hope every single day. Oh, that's beautiful. And I think if we might have somehow just held on to a wrong view of God as being ready to be angry at us, you know, somehow even the Carol thing kind of mixes with our understanding of God. I'm going to encourage everyone listening to maybe take a minute to just sit with the Lord and ask him to show you his his generous grace and love because that's that's who he is in the Bible. That's who we're told he is and and once we grasp that, I feel like our perspective changes. The way we see ourselves change. I mean, it's it's just taking such a load off of our shoulders and realizing that yeah, he wants us to keep doing our best. He wants us to love well and correct mistakes, but he also wants us to just receive, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. I and I'm 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 really hoping this is Tozer. Uh, I think it's Tozer. If not, correct me, please. Um, But what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. It sounds like something you said, but it may be be Chambers, but I feel like it's Tozer. But that idea that what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. When you said that about mixing Carol with your view of God, that was so brilliant. Because I think that's what we do. We have this expectation that God is sitting in our kitchen with his arms folded going, you are just not, you're not doing a great job here. Mm -hmm. Like you should be doing this better. 
Mm. When God created us to need him, that's the heartbeat Mm. of this book, is that you as his daughter are created to need him. But thank the Lord, because look at who he is. He's the Mm. God of hope who wants to fill you with joy and peace through Mm. believing with hope. Like yes. that's who he is. He's not, he's not angry at you. He loves to love you. And yeah. so that idea about mixing, getting that wrong view of God, man, if any, if you hear anything in this interview, lock onto that. And if Unraveled gives you just a glimpse at who God is for you, yeah. gosh, that's that would be a huge answer to prayer for me. Okay, so beautifully said. Um, well. First of all, I would love if you would just pray for the listeners. I just sense that somebody, maybe many somebody's listening, are feeling like this is them right now. They're at the mm-hmm. end of their rope with with maybe babies, toddlers, maybe teenagers that they're struggling with. If you would uh, share a prayer with us, that would mean so much. And then I want you to tell everyone where they can find you and your book. So. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to cheat if if that's okay, because uh, we yes. have a prayer at the you end know. of Good. one of our chapters. And I, I love, love this prayer. And so mm-hmm. I'm looking right now feverishly because I don't have it memorized. That's um, all right. But it is. Um, okay, here it is. Okay. So it's this idea and it comes from. Psalms 21 through four. So I'm just going to, I just love this prayer. And I think it's in, it's not in a traditional translation. I'm not sure. I think it, I'm not sure what translation it is, but it's from Psalms 21 through four. And I just want to pray this as a blessing over any mom who's feeling weary, who feels like I can't can't hold on anymore. Here's the beauty Mm -hmm. of it is that, that even if you let go, Jesus never lets go. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. if you're hanging at the end of your road, you're like, I'm letting go. Jesus is like, it's okay. I got you. Like, yep. I got you. Like, maybe I'm that's letting go. Maybe it's a good time to let go. Yeah. Mm. It, 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 and sometimes we need to, because we need to trust that he will catch us. But listen to this from Psalms 24. And this would be my prayer. May mm. the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the name of God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and give you support from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and regard with favor your burnt sacrifices. And may he grant you your heart's desire and fulfill all your plans. So when you cling to the end of the uh, end of your rope, we pray that you Mm -hmm. see Jesus. He is your shelter. He will support you. He is Mm -hmm. the answer. He is your hope. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you so much, Stacey. What an encouraging conversation. This is good for me right now, and I think good for a whole lot of other people too. So uh, where can people find you online? Well, I just want to say, I get a little excited about this message. And so (laughs) one of the things Brooke and I have been talking about recently, revisiting this again 10 years later, is how good it is for my heart (laughs) to say Mm -hmm. things out loud. Because when I say them and speak them and I hear them, the Lord's like, you know, that's true. Like it's good for Mm -hmm. me too. So this is a hundred percent. God is being very sweet to remind me of things that I know, but it's good for me to revisit. So I just want to say that as well. Okay. Online. Um, my blog is stacythacker.com. So you can find all the things there, but I love Instagram at Stacy Thacker 
I'm on Facebook, official Stacy Thacker. If you want to know about Unraveled specifically, you can go to unraveledmom.com and you can find all the information. We have been doing some podcasts together. We've been doing interviews like this. Um, you can find the book wherever books are sold. It's got a really pretty bright blue cover. It's super fun. Um, yes. And it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all the places. Oh, um, wherever you are, you can find Unraveled. And so if you have any questions, feel free to send me a direct message on Instagram. That's a great place to get in touch with me. So, Yay. Oh, well, you have been so much fun to chat with. And someday we'd have to get our families all connected, I think. but <laughs> I would love that. I would love that. Thank you so much for inviting me. I feel really honored to be here. And um, I, just, I just hope that this has been really encouraging, not only for you, but for your listeners. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. Thank All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope you are encouraged by Stacy's words and especially that prayer at the end. I just loved it. And as always, you can find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode 165. I love to hear from you. So feel free to leave me a comment over at show notes or email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Thank you for being a part of this podcast community. Thanks for telling your friends about it. Please spread the word as we continue to grow this podcast. It is so much fun and such a blessing. So have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.